a way to start the morning with uh an empire coffee and sports in the morning here i am your host coach dante got my co-host always mo better how you doing mo good morning coach what's good hey good morning man good morning we saw two solid games yesterday uh we'll get into them uh in the, uh right now uh so first of all i say we broke it down uh Everybody should know better going against the Miami Heat. Everybody should know better. Yeah, I mean, again, no, I went against them last night, but again, hey, got them in a series. So it, it really, it really, like I said it helps our cause out. It actually helps our cause out when they, when they, uh, if they do end up beating them in five. But again, uh, the rebounding dif- differential was ridiculous uh, 40, 44 to 35. They were a plus plus twenty, I believe, on a on the rebounding edge. Um, the turnovers by New York didn't help them. A lot of sloppy basketball. Uh, they gave up thir- They had thirteen offensive rebounds. Miami just outworked the the New York Knicks in every aspect of the game. You saw a lot of players for the New York Knicks. Ball goes up for Miami. New York's just standing around watching watching Miami. Hustle for the basketball. Caleb Martin had a big dunk at the end, big dunk at the end on Mitchell Robinson. But the key to this game, Miami just playing on wanting it more. They wanted it. And this is what you for every Miami for Miami team. Uh, like we was explaining yesterday, the Knicks are better talented-wise. The Miami Heat, better organization, better culture. But you look at the players on the court and – this roster may be the worst roster in the playoffs, but they got some guys that can play on this team. They got some guys that can play on any, any NBA team, whether it's coming off the bench or starting. Matt Screws could be a can be a starter. I think he can be a starter anywhere, as long as he long, with his jump shooting. Kayla Martin, not gonna be a starter, but he's gonna be a productive piece coming off the bench for anybody, no matter if it's a playoff team or ain't or anybody. Kyle Lowry still can get the job done off of the bench. And I like the way he took it. Yes, uh, what they was explaining yesterday, uh, but wasn't upset that Gabe Vincent got in the lineup because, again, he wanted to be a leader. It's all about wanting him to win. That comes from a championship type of player right now. Jimmy Butler didn't have the best game, but you didn't need him to have the best game because other guys were stepping up. Other guys were stepping up like they've been doing, you know, all playoffs. But other than that, 28 assists for Miami. Great ball movement by Miami. Miami did everything right. New York continues to struggle from the field. Um, Julius Randle continues to hurt the uh, Knicks offense in in, situa- in situational basketball. R.J. Barrett, 24 points. Jalen Brunson, 32. Um, Julius Randle was efficient from the field, one for four from the three. But in spurts, he hurts the offense because he needs the ball in his hand to be effective. You got no bench production pretty much. No Emmanuel quickly with that sprained ankle. I'll kind of uh, hurt the offense. Uh, you got Kevin Love chipping in eight points in this game. Like I say, not a superstar Kevin Love no more. He's a role player, but he's out there hitting his shots. Jimmy Butler, 27 points, 10 assists. Um, don't need him to have a big game, but he has he has done a hell of a job on playmaking, on his playmaking duties. Uh, when he's not doing it, when he's not scoring. Adebayo, 13 rebounds, um, 23 points. Hell of a good for Adebayo. 
Uh, Matt Scruce hits a big three-pointers uh, down the stretch. 16 points. Kyle Lowry chips in with uh, 15 points off the bench. Cody Zeller has Cody Martin. Caleb Martin has 10. So, Mo, what do you think about this game last night? I just thought at some point as you watch the game play out, it looked like Miami broke New York spirit. I just thought they just they didn't just outwork them. They they literally just broke their spirit. The Knicks look disjointed. And I like what you said about Julius Randle, efficient. If you go to the box score and you just look at a box score, you say that Julius Randle had a good game. But if you actually watch the game, yep. he, he he hurts his team yep. in situational yep. basketball, bad shot selection, terrible turnovers. Um, the body language, the fact that if he doesn't have the ball in his hands, he doesn't do anything. Like if, if Julius yep. does not have yeah. the ball in his hands, he stands there waiting to get the ball back. He, mm -hmm. he doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't cut through. He doesn't post. Like he's 6'9", 245. Dude, set a pick. Your pick might free you up. Like do something other than wait for the next time you get the ball. And then when he gets the ball, he dribbles the air out the ball in the shot clock. And then at the last minute or last second, he throws it to a teammate and puts them in a bad situation and they got to take a bad shot. Like he he's a ball stopper. He's a ball stopper. And, and, and it, it, it deflates your team because the ball doesn't move. Like he actually hurts Jalen Brunson's game because of how he plays. And to the heat's credit, I'll say this, they're really smart because the way the game was paced they were inviting the Knicks to shoot three-pointers. The Knicks aren't a good three-point shooting team. Like, they're wide open for a reason. It's not an accident. It's not a breakdown or a missed coverage. They're being left open on purpose. Miami is saying, if you can beat us from three, you got a chance to beat us. The Knicks can't beat you from three. And Emmanuel Quickly, who was a great player throughout the regular season, six men of the year candidate, he hasn't been heard from since the series started. Non-factor. They've gotten nothing from him. Mitchell Robinson is a good shot blocker, but the problem with him is he's a limited player in terms of his skill. And Bam out of bio is just it, it's a hard matchup for Mitchell Robinson because Bam can he can face you up, he can shoot a 15-foot jump shot, he can play make. Like Bam doesn't get a lot of blocked shots, but he's one of the best defensive players in basketball because he can cover all five positions and he covers a lot of ground. Like you watch the game play out, and it wasn't that you didn't know Miami was going to win. You just wanted to know when they were going to separate from New York. Like they, they, it was never in doubt that they had control of the game. It was never in doubt, and there was a point in the game where you felt like the only guy on the Knicks that was really productive was Jalen Brunson, and the only guy on the Knicks that was giving you everything was Josh Hart, and that wasn't enough. And I kept waiting for Tom Thibodeau to go to make an adjustment and go, look, Miami's playing with one big, four guards. Having Randall and Robinson on the floor, that, that's not even a good – that's not smart anyway because it puts you in a switching situation because one of them has got to guard a wing, and Randall's not a good defender from the jump. So it, it hurts you on both ends of the floor. You could have put Randall at small ball five, and that still would have been a better move than having them both on the floor. I just – I was disappointed – not not because of the outcome, because like you said, it's funny because I picked the Knicks to um to lose, even though I picked the Knicks to win the series. You picked the Heat to lose, even though you picked the Heat to win the series. Um, and it, and and in the end, I guess 
it helps your cause no matter what because he are going to win the series. Um, I'm just disappointed because you can be – you know what, Coach? You made a great point. You can be the better team. You can have more talent, yep. but effort can kick your ass every Tell time. Me. It really can. Effort can get the better of you if you're going to go if you're going to go half ass sometimes. And I just think that Miami maybe they don't have the most talented roster, but they got a lot of dogs. They got a lot of dogs on their team, and they're well coached, and they have the best player in the series. And right now, that's the difference. I mean, like I say, again, I said it multiple times last night, man, and it's coming from a coaching perspective uh, right here. You can have all the talent all day long. I mean, Miami, they don't got the big-name players like the New York Knicks side. They don't got those players, but you know what they got? They got this. They got this, and they got that dog that was barking right there. That's what they got in them. That's what they got in them. They got the heart, and they – yes, they got a better coach. They got a better coach. They got a better organization. But those players, they play with heart, and they play defense. They hustle. I mean, like I said, again, some a lot of these players that plays right now for the Miami Heat, they can play on any team. They're not going to be able to start. All of these players are not going to be able to start, but they're going to be able to give you some productive, productive minutes, productive minutes when you need to be. Them guys out there, the rebound will go up. They will shoot the ball. And Kyle Lowry, I seen Kyle Lowry. I seen one shot go up. I seen Kyle Lowry comes all the way from the right side of the court to the left side of the court and get a rebound and get a rebound. And they set it right back up. Them guys play with heart. They play with effort. And, hey, once a team like that, that's so talented, like the New York Knicks, once they see see something like that and, and, a, and a team keep coming and coming and coming in at them, that's just kind of like a Mike, Ty- Mike Tyson knocking down somebody, but he keeps getting he keeps getting up. That wears down, wears. That's a lot of wear and tear upon. That's a lot of wear and tear. That's a lot of wear and tear and tiredness upon them. So, I mean, that's why I love a couple of possessions, yeah. coach. Where yeah. Miami wants to get like seven offensive rebounds in one possession, yeah. like yeah. just over and over and over. And, and people, and, and that's the thing people forget. Even if you play solid defense, the the biggest component of ending a possession, you got to secure the basketball. You got to get that rebound, and every time. Uh, it could be Gabe Vincent, who's a guard, or Matt Struess would come in and they would crash the boards. Miami just outworked them. Like you can, you can yep. basically say they, plain and simple, Miami wanted it more. That's that's all it is. They they wanted it more. They wanted the game more. And hey, these guys got a lot of energy. These guys got a lot of. And what's so bad about it? The New York Knicks are bigger than Miami. Actually, they're a bigger team than Miami. And Miami is outworking them. I mean, you seeing. Everybody go to the boards. You seeing the guards? That's the de- definition of one and more. You seeing the guards going there and get the rebound? Guards helping out the big man going in there and get the rebound. They know the New York Knicks are are. They know the New York Knicks are bigger. So Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin, they went and they go in there and fight with Kevin Love and Bam out of bounds. You see it every possession. A rebound goal comes up for the New York Knicks. A missed shot. You see everybody, all everybody up in that rebounding the ball because they know the Knicks bigger. But again, hey, they they shown definition. That's hard work and outworking, outworking the talent is better. But again, they're outworking them and they're getting extra possessions and then and they also capitalize on those possessions. But other than that, um, we go to the next topic. Just glad the Miami, glad the Miami Heat kind won that won that game. Even though I thought it was going to be tied up, I thought it was going to be tied up. I didn't think the Miami Heat never lost control of the game. Yes, they were 
up by double digits, then then the uh, Knicks will get it down to at least five, and the Miami Heat will just jump back on, just jump jump back over, and they finally did it late last night. Late last night in the. Well, I didn't change game. my pick, Coach, but I conceded. You never go against Jimmy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, something real, man. That's that's really actually something different. Where you, can, where you can get locked in the playoffs with him. That's like lock, being locked in a steel cage with that damn man. It is. <laughs> it is. So, interesting question right here. Um, will do you think Julius Randle should be a Nick next year? Do you think they should find a way to trade him or next year? Do you think? Oh yeah, he got he got to go. He, he's a he's you don't need him. Um, I know I know he's made a couple All Star teams and a couple of second team or third team All NBA teams, but his skill set, what he does, I think it negates what other players can do. Like it, it stagnates the team. If you've already got Brunson and you believe in RJ Barrett, what you don't need Randall. Um, and where the league is going, more less teams are playing with bigs like that. And what you need is a six eight guy or six 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 eight guy who can get baskets, maybe defend at a high level or shoot threes. But Randall's skill set doesn't really bode well with Brunson's skill set. It's kind of weird, right? Because their three main scorers are all left handers. That's kind of unique. They're all lefties. That's very rare. But I like Barrett because Barrett, when he's going downhill, he's very good. His problem is he's got to find a consistent mid range or three-point shot. With Julius Randle, though, he's at a point in his career, his game is what it is. I'm not saying he's not a good player. I don't think Julius Randle can be the best player on a title contender. I don't think Julius Randle can take a team to a conference finals. He's not that guy. Um, I, I think Julius Randle, in a, in a perfect role, he's your second or third option on another team in, a, in another system. But to me, the Knicks are better when they play fast. He doesn't play fast. So I, I really think that management, um, they should look to move on from him. I, I don't know what they would get in return. But even if you didn't get a lot in return, I think the return would be just getting rid of him. You, you're going to be better just be getting rid of him. You you better by default. Um, I don't care about who comes back in return. You, you're going to be better by default. I, now, I know this will drive a lot of Knicks fans crazy because for whatever reason, they love Julius Randle. But what you're seeing right now in the playoffs, that's who he is. Like a couple of years ago against Atlanta, that's who he was. He had a great regular season, and then he folded like a cheap tent in the playoffs. 29% from the field. Like he was so bad against Atlanta that they guarded him with Gallinari. Gallinari don't play defense, never played defense his whole career, and he could guard Julius Randle. So I I'm just going to say this. Julius Randle is one of the most overrated players in the NBA. He's built for the regular season. He puts up a lot of numbers in the regular season uh, because he plays really hard. But in the playoffs, everybody plays hard. And then it comes down to your will and your actual talent. He's overrated. He's a, he's a, his, his numbers are inflated numbers. He's not a star. He's a complimented player that's been pumped up because of his stats. And it shows every time in the playoffs. Yeah, you don't have to remind me that about a certain player, Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, he just basically like that brother down. Um, very two very good players. They're the same guy. Yeah, same guy. Same. It's the same guy. 
two very good players, but never will turn into playoff success. Never could lead a team to playoff uh, success. So other than that, I, I don't think the Knicks need Julius Randle. To, um, I think the Knicks can actually be better with Julius Randle. Depends on what they get. Like I said, I give them up for a second round pick, to be honest. I, I will. Early second round pick. Yeah. If, I, if, I had, if I had a chance to do it, I would do it. Uh, RJ Barrett, you know, uh, he does struggle from the outside a lot. He struggles from three. He's not really a good, great, he's not a great three point shooter at all. They kept leaving, uh, mind he kept leaving them open all game. Uh, he made some, he also uh, missed, missed some. But other than that, Julius Randle, you know, he kind of hurts the team. He, he does hurt the team a, li- a lot more by having a ball in his hands. Uh, he loves to dribble the basketball, he loves to dribble the shot clock out, then set up somebody. Then he loves to shoot a turnaround fadeaway where he should be going to the basket on a mismatch when they put small people up on him. Uh, but other than that, man, this guy, I mean, the New York Knicks, we'll see what they do in the offseason. Uh, so, you know, the next question, can the New York Knicks get back in a series? Do you think, in your mind, they can get back in a series? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. I mean, is it impossible? No. Look, they could come back, be motivated, have the garden going crazy. They could they could win a game, but I guess that question is lo- loaded in a sense that you're saying, can they win? No, I, I think the I, the outcome of this series to me has been decided. It's just a matter of when it's actually done, right? Like, I think the Knicks can win another game, but they can't win the series. They're not going to win the series. You you go back home in New York and win, you're only going back to get beat in Miami. Um, at the, I, I guess the question is, do they think it's, they're going to take it to seven and maybe have a chance to win it at the Garden? I don't think so. I think Jimmy Butler goes to the Garden, and when he needs to, instead of having a 27 or 28-point game, Jimmy might drop 35 and 11. So I think Jalen Brunson and company are going to give it everything they have. But I think Miami's gonna gonna win them win the next game. Yep, yep. Uh, I think they can. Um, I say I think they can win one more game in the Garden, and then they can come back home. They come back to Miami, and the series may end can end easily right there. But I don't think the Heat will lay down in the Garden. I think Jimmy Butler and that team, Jimmy Butler and that team, they won't. They ain't laying down. The New York Knicks are gonna have to earn it. They're gonna have to earn, earn it. If they want to stay, keep they keep their playoff hopes alive and that series alive, they're gonna have to earn it. And play four you're quarters. Not, you're gonna have to play full, full on fourth quarter, four quarters to win that game, especially with Jimmy Butler. And you can be honest, man. Hey, this could have been an easy sweep for Miami. That game, too, they only lost that game because of sec- the second chance points. Second chance rebounds killed Miami in that game, too. And they still almost won the game. Without their best player. Without their best player. They lost by six without their best player on the court, on the basketball court. This could have been a sweep. This could have been a sweep, uh, easy sweep. But other than that, man, I don't think the Miami Heat going to lay down and let them win game five. Let them win game five. I think Miami has a great chance of taking game taking game five. It don't be over, if it don't be over in five, it's going to be damn sure over in six. Right, Man, I'm sure going to be over in six if they don't get it done and get it done in five. So, other than that, uh, we go to the next topic. Uh, who 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 you blame the uh Warriors loss on? 
Who who take who should take uh the boatload of the pot for the Warriors? Who should take the piece of pot? Blame pot. That, that's a tough call. I mean, if you're talking about from a player standpoint, where was Clay? Where was Clay, man? I mean, they needed him. And and that, look, the, to to the Lakers' credit, they're not leaving Clay. Like he's not getting freed up. Like, but when he does on the offhand get an open look, Clay's not hitting. Like, like you you saw late in the game, coach. Clay flung up one of the worst shots I've ever seen. Like, I don't even know what he did. It was a three. I don't know. It was late in the game, but it was that was a bad shot. It was just it was a desperate bad shot. I I feel like that it's not that they need Clay to go off for thirty. But they need Clay to be impactful. They need him to be efficient. And he's struggling. The truth is, Clay is struggling on both ends of the floor. Because at at one point, um, he really couldn't stay in front of Russell, even though D'Lo didn't shoot that well. He couldn't guard Austin Reeves. Like, I, I know they were hunting Steph late in the game, which is a great strategy. If you want to take away Steph Curry's energy, his legs, attack him on defense. LeBron was hunting him. Um, late in the game. Lonnie Walker was hunting him and he was eating Steph alive. Like if you told me before the game, like man, in fourth quarter, Lonnie Walker going to give Steph Curry that work. I'd be like, man, Lonnie Walker might not even play. Lonnie Walker came off the bench and was the difference in the game. Lonnie Walker in the fourth quarter was the best player in the game. I mean, like you said, when you were calling the game, he was, he hit his first couple of shots coach and his confidence went through the roof and he was on fire. And he was beating Steph off the dribble. He got him in the post. Like Lonnie Walker, I'm not saying he's the Lakers' best player. Nothing crazy, but he was the best player in that fourth quarter, and he was the difference in them winning. On the other side of the ball, Andrew Wiggins has got to make – he's got to be able to hit threes. He's actually played well, but the one thing he's done or hasn't done well throughout the playoffs is shoot the three. And because they're playing smaller, Anthony Davis actually is guarding Andrew Wiggins, and he's giving him the three. And if Wiggins is not going to make him pay, they're going to keep leaving Wiggins open. If I were Steve Kerr, I would tell Andrew Wiggins, rather than just settle for that open three, you're quick, you're athletic, pop the top. Go attack Anthony Davis. Go attack. I'd rather Andrew Wiggins attack him at the rim than him shoot threes right now. I actually think that would be more effective. Will Anthony Davis get some shot, some block shots? Sure. But I, I, I'd be willing to bet Andrew Wiggins will posterize him at least once or get to the free throw line a few times. I'd rather have an aggressive Andrew Wiggins attacking the rim than an, a, a, not, a guy who's not confident in his shot launching threes. Uh, another guy who has been a no-show in this series, Coach, where's Jordan Poole? Where is Jordan Poole? Not not just last night's game, any game. What game has Jordan Poole played in where he's played well? Jor- Jordan Poole was the guy that w- people wanted to call the third splash brother. They wanted to hype him up. They said he was getting ready. To- he was on the verge of becoming an all-star. No, he's not. He's far from it. The Jordan, Jordan Poole is inconsistent. He disappears way too often. Look, for Golden State to just stay alive, never mind win the series, yes, they need Klay Thompson um, to be more effective, to be more efficient. They also need Jordan Poole to show up, man. Like, I'm not even talking about dropping 30. Give him 16, give him 18, but contribute because we know you don't contribute on defense. Right now, go to State is struggling because they're a smaller team, and even when they get stops, the Lakers are killing them on offensive boards. They have a small margin for error, 
And if you have a game, even though Steph had a big game statistically, he didn't shoot the one thing he does. He's known for. He didn't shoot the three well. Struggled. I, I think he was like what three for eleven or three for three for twelve. Like him and Clay struggled from the three. The whole team did. And if you're known for that, if that's what you're about, and you're not making threes, and you're gonna and you're gonna live with mid range shots against a bigger, more physical team, you're gonna lose. You get Anthony Davis, LeBron James getting to the paint, getting whatever they want. And then you got Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves gets calls like he's a star. Austin Reeves gets calls like he's James Harden. Like Austin Reeves goes to the hole. He does that thing where he kicks out his legs and gets exaggerated contact. Austin Reeves shooting free throws. Like if I was Steve Kerr, I, I like the idea of playing small, but instead of going for the home runs, your athletes, Jerry, Gary Payton III, Andrew Wiggins, Attack the rim, man. Attack the restricted area. Uh, for the Lakers, I think continue doing what you're doing. You got LeBron and AD eating in the paint. You got contributions from Rui Hachimura. You got contributions from um, Austin Reeves. You got a big game from Lonnie Walker. Like, the Lakers don't have to change anything. The Warriors are the team that have to make all the adjustments because they're in desperation mode. I mean, again... Understand what you're saying on all of those points, but you're not telling a professional player if he has a wide open ass three to pass it. The pass it in the well, NBA, not pass it, not pass yeah. it. But if you're not if you're not shooting well, attack the basket. Like he had he had two clear paths to the rim. I, I granted, I know Anthony Davis is at the basket, but if if you're not shooting well, why not attack the basket? Only on closeouts, if you're not shooting well, you'll take the basket. Well, but in my aspect, in my aspect, if you're wide open, you take it. You don't pass. You don't. You don't. Pass. I'm not gonna. You're not. You can't pass on an open three. If it's wide open, they're gonna allow you to take it. Andrew Wiggins has potential. I, I understand. Go to the rim. I understand. Go to the rim. Completely understand. Go to the rim. Go to the rim. But if you're open, open, and people are just playing the rim like that. You you take it, no matter if you make it or miss. You just, you just gotta you just take you just take it, and you gotta have. Especially you're down three one now. You're down three one now. You're down three one now. Maybe maybe when you get an open three, especially if you're down, you got nothing to lose. You you got nothing to lose anyway. You take those you take those open threes. That's the reason why you play small. But the only thing about it, you don't make them. It can hurt you against a team like the L.A. Lakers. I mean, again. That's what the Warriors. That's what the Warriors are. They just a plain three point shooting team. On closeouts, they attack very well on closeout. When they would get into the paint, uh, Steph Curry was getting to the paint a lot last night. But the one thing they do badly, they shoot a lot of contested jump shots. That's what they do. They shoot a lot of contested. Most of their jump shots, like most Andrew Wiggins shots, were were uncovered. Well, yeah, because well, AD's just gonna sit in the paint, like he. Yeah, just gonna sit in the he, paint. Yep. He he's to, he's basically said if Andrew Wiggins can and look, the thing is in the regular season, Andrew Wiggins almost shot forty percent from three, so it's not that he can't shoot the three, but it's just that right now he's not shooting it with confidence. Yeah, he's. I mean, uh, again, uh, if it's open, if it, if it's open, I don't mind him taking it. If it's wide open, I don't mind him taking it. He's just struggling. It is. Like uh, Kyle said, it's a make or miss league. You only make it or, or you miss it. In the paint, when you know the person is playing in the paint, you go type the paint when you know. And you got also one of the best rim protectors. So you see a lot of people 
shy away from the paint a little bit. You see a lot of people shy away from the paint. Anthony Davis is a hell of a goddamn goddamn rim protector. But again, uh, on on closeouts, you attack. On open shots, I feel like you kind of you kind of need to take them because again, people feel like, hey, you're not shooting with confidence anyway. You're not shooting that with confidence. You don't have trust in your shot anyway. So that's the only way you can store trust in your shot is keep taking step, that wide open three pointer. He's a step inside, a, shoot an 18 footer, shoot a 16 footer. His mid range, he's not struggling with his mid range shot. Step inside, eight. He's just sitting in the paint anyway. Like go to your mid range, yeah. but. If that's you, another option. You can step inside, but yeah, if you're wide inside. open, if you're wide open, I prefer you take the open shot. Sometimes you don't got time to step inside, but if he's wide open like that, wide open like that, wide wide open with no contest, then you step inside, you take a shot. Then if the defender decides to close out, go to the rim, get fouled, and get a couple of free throws. That's what's gonna jumpstart your shot right there. When you get to the rim, get a couple of free throws. That's what's gonna jumpstart it. Just think the team is just struggling all the way through, all the way through shooting a basketball. That's not good when you're going against LA. That's not they, good when they you're going they tired. They look they tired. Look, they look they like look, the tired team. Because they run around a lot. They run around a lot. They never stop moving. That's a motion offense. Lakers doing a hell of a job, though. Uh, I like what LeBron James did say in the pregame. They don't win this game without Lonnie Walker because they don't. They don't win this game without Lonnie Walker. Yeah, he has 17 in the – 17 in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, most of the shots from Steph Curry feel like that was good defense. He was just hitting them over. We were just hitting them over. Uh, just better offense. Lonnie Walker, when he hits those three shots, when he hits those, I'm gonna tell you, when he hits those three shots, the two shots over Curry and the inbound shot, I said this dude is hot. I said on stream, this dude, this dude has it. This dude, this dude is hot. This dude is hot. And again, Jordan Poole stepping up, not helping the team, not stepping up. Since game one, that was the last time I seen Jordan Poole step up. He, that was it. He's been that was it. That he's been nothing but bad. He didn't even play half of the game last night, and he don't deserve to play because of how bad he's been. Gary Payton Jr. has to be in the starting line. Has to be in the starting lineup. He played he, well. He played, he played well. well as he could play. Played well as he could play. It worked. But again, if you're not making shots, it's not going to work. The Lakers not it. We know the Lakers not a damn th- great three point shooting team. But again. The way the Warriors was chunking them up in the offensive rebounding for the Lakers, pretty much. I heard you. I heard game. you in the games, Coach. When you were calling it, you said Clay took that shot. He took. That Hell shot. yeah! I was like, it was a terrible Clay shot. Was a terrible shot. shot. I was surprised he took took a shot like that. I mean, you have four seconds on a shot clock, and you take that. I mean, I heard it in your voice. And you take you take that shot. I'm like, you took that took that shot. Then you get the shot two possessions later. And you chunk up another one off the ice three point. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? What the hell? What the hell is he? The hell is he taking? And like I say, Steph Curry, you know, good defense by Anthony Davis. You got to reward that Anthony Davis with those deep with that defense right now. He's staying in front of Steph Curry. Steph Curry actually wanted to go to the basket both times, and Anthony Davis stopped it. Then the last play when Draymond did not get Draymond got the ball. They were trying to the, the actual play. Was a back was a back side screen by Andrew Wiggins to uh Clay. to Clay Thompson in the corner. That was the actual play design. The Lakers did a good job of playing great defense on it and knowing the play. So that was that's why Draymond Green actually turned the ball over right there. The play wasn't available. That was just great defense by the uh, Los Angeles Lakers right there. I gotta applaud them on there. And like I say, man, hey man, you got gotta give it to the Lakers, man. We all we we may don't like them, we may don't hate them, we may hate them. But you gotta give them some credit. You gotta give them some credit and some type of respect. 
some type of respect uh, for them. They, they in the West. The team. Yeah, they. I mean, they 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 one game away from the Western Conference Finals. They one game away. Let's see, can they end it in Game Five? LeBron James even came out and said it. He knows it's going to be hard, and he said it. He said just how it's supposed to be said it. If we don't come out with the right mindset, right focus, they're gonna blow our ass up right up out of that gym. And they they will. They they have the potential. They could they could do that if they don't come out come out the right way. And again, uh, you know, coach, it's a big game. And I think about it. If Golden State loses, if Golden State loses, it it might it, it might be one of those kind of things where this might change Golden State as we know it. Do you know what I mean? Like like. They they've got to look at their roster construction and make some tough decisions. Uh, you know what I mean? Like a, that core. Maybe you can keep the core together, but maybe you can't. I don't I don't know. But obviously, if they come up short and they get knocked out in the second round, and then you have to look at the age of the team. Like people forget, even though Steph looks like he's nineteen, Steph's thirty three, Draymond's thirty three, Clay's thirty. They're they're all in their early thirties. You got to look at that that core, and you got to look at what do you think Jordan Poole actually is? Because I don't think he's going to turn into a star. I think he can be a really good player, but I don't think he's going to carry you. So, do you need to add another piece in the off season? Because um, obviously, that if you think about what they did with Kaminga, uh, Wiseman, Moody, well, Wiseman is gone. And Kaminga is still very raw, still 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 developing. Moody's the only one they have confidence in playing consistently because he's a good defender. Uh, I I think they have to really look at their roster construction and 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 look. Draymond's gonna he's got a he's got an option year. He's probably yeah. he's probably gonna opt, I think he's gonna opt in, but it wouldn't surprise me if he opted out and and tried to renegotiate. So I think they have a lot of big decisions in the offseason should they lose. Yep, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, he can he can opt out to be a free agent if you want to, to explore other options, or he can opt in his contract. Uh, so it'll be interesting if they do uh, lose, see what he will do. Uh, so should the uh, should the Lakers keep losing Lonnie Walker? Malik Beasley did fall up out of the rotation. Uh, to my expect, he did fall up out of the rotation because uh, he did shoot up a lot of bricks in this playoffs. He did. He, 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 that's, and I'm like Malik Beasley. He's not afraid to shoot, but he's very inconsistent in shooting. He's very inconsistent, very inconsistent. And then, and then they showed up in the playoffs, but now you got another guy. Troy Brown even fell up out of the rotation. Yeah. A little bit. Now Lonnie Walker gets in that rotation. Do you think the Lakers should keep it going? Absolutely. You, if you, a good coach recognizes, like, look, this guy's got it going. He's playing well. You go with the hot hand. Lonnie Walker was terrific last night, and he's earned his playing time. So I think Lonnie Walker, as long as he's playing with confidence, as long as he's aggressive, he's going to be a part of the rotation. And and he's been big. Like, the Lakers are getting timely contributions from different guys. It'll be Hachimura one game. You got Lonnie Walker. Um, I I think no one talks about it, but Schroeder's been really good. Dennis Schroeder has been on both ends of the floor, like, Schroeder's always been a really good on-ball defender, but he's good at attacking the basket. He's good at getting people into foul trouble. He's good at getting to the free throw line. So I think there's no question Lonnie Walker stays in the rotation. I'm just really impressed by guys like Dennis Schroeder, Hachimura, and Austin Reeves. Definitely, 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 definitely on that one. 
Uh, so again, we did talk about what happened to Jordan Poole. We did talk about what happened to him. Uh, should should do you feel should? I mean, like in other people's respected. Why give me? Why should they respect the Lakers more? Respect the Lakers more? Yep. For why should they respect the Lakers? You mean like other people or other teams? I don't uh, like other teams. You know, other other fan bases. Like fans, why, why oh, well, I mean, look, I, I I get why there are a lot of there's no shortage of fan bases that dislike the Lakers, but you dislike you dislike success, right? Like they've got 17 championships, man. Like I get it, I I, I totally understand that. And look, I think if you take football and basketball and make comparisons, people probably feel about the Lakers and basketball the way people feel about the Cowboys and football. Yeah. The only difference is, though, the Lakers have won, we won like a couple of years ago. The Cowboys won like forever ago. So we <laughs> we we not in the same we not in the same boat. We not really in the same boat. Um, yeah, the last time the Cowboys won, I think I think Montel Jordan had a hit. It was a long time ago. It was it was, well, it was it's they, been a minute. But it's been a minute. but yeah, look, I, I understand why fan bases are dislike the Lakers because they feel like they're on TV all the time. Um, even when the Lakers aren't playing well, don't they get talked about a lot? Like pe- people speak on the Lakers a lot, even when they're not playing well. So I, I totally understand that. But look, if you look at the course of this franchise and how it's been run from Dr. Bus to Genie, it's a well-run franchise. And it's one of those franchises that they respect superstar players. Like, like Genie will concede to a superstar and give him their money or give them their money. So I, I I think other teams should look at the Lakers business model and try to follow it. Like they're well marketed and they find a way to get stars. Like if they don't draft a star, they get a star in free agency sometimes, or they'll make what really what the Lakers have been good at throughout the franchise history, not get not necessarily getting better in free agency. Like the only two big free agents they ever got, and they're great, is Shaq and LeBron. But other than that, what they're known for is making blockbuster trades. That, yeah. that that's what the Lakers are known for. Like when you when you go back to when Kobe was frustrated and he was ready to leave, and out of nowhere, they get they get that Paul Gasol trade. Like that that trade changed everything. It changed yeah. everything. So that that's what the Lakers have been known for is is making monster trades and and finding a way to get stars to the city. Um, you should respect just the business model over the course of what they've done. Think about what they've done over the past 25 years and then look at, say, a team like um, Sacramento or Detroit or Orlando. We can keep going down the list. Like, it's hard to win one championship, one yeah, championship. Yeah. It's hard. It, yeah. It's hard. So for the Lakers to always be relevant, even when they're not at their best, that 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 says something about the brand. They've branded themselves well. Yep. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Uh, the Cowboys haven't won a championship in 28 years. That was the last time they won a title. So, you know, hey, but they are America's team when they shouldn't be America's team, actually. They should not be America's team. No, they, but, but, but they branded themselves so well. No, they got a great, great owner. They got a great owner who starts that. And they always going to be on national TV, no matter how bad they are. Because just like you said, the brand, they brand themselves well. So, again, yep. 
And I say everybody want to go play in those cities too, New York and LA. That's true too. You talking about two major cities? Yep, two big cities, and everybody want to uh, be being a big name, being a big name market in LA and New York is one of those markets, right there. So uh, other than that, Nikola Jokic won't get suspended for Game Five, but he did get fined. Something we talked about today that should happen. He should actually get a fine. Uh, what you think about it? No, that we you and I talked about that on the show the other day, and that's mm-hmm. that's the perfect solution. The league did the right thing. A fine, keep it moving. You don't want to get rid of a team's signature player in mm-hmm. a, a tightly contested series and let that impact the way the series ends. This has turned out to be a great series. It's 2-2 to, to, to suspend their best player and one of the best players in the league or something like that. That would be a crime. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, so we got the all-rookie teams came out yesterday. Uh, we got the first team. Yes, we got the first team. Pablo, no, that's no, no, no slouch. I know like he that. was a book. Yeah, book it. He was a book. That, that was a book. It. Walker Kessler from Utah came on late. Played well. The first team played very well. Benedict Matherin was consistent all year with the Pacers. Keegan Murray fell off in the playoffs, but he was good. He got a water with the first year. team. He was really good. Jalen Williams from Oklahoma City makes the first team. Makes the first team as well. Uh, second team, uh, Jalen Duran from Detroit. Uh, surprise, my guy made it. Tari Eason made the second team, so I got two Rockets on the second team. Very impressed. There's talent. There's Eason. talent on that roster, man. Yep. Yep. Uh, and also, uh, Detroit. Congratulations, Detroit. They got two guys. Jaden Ivey was on the uh first, was on the second team. Make a case for that for that first team. But again, hey. Uh, he played well, and Jeremy Sohan made the second team. Also, so I like both second, of them. Like both, like him too. Good defensive stopper. He's a very good defensive stopper as well. So, any problems with the teams? Oh no, not at not at all. I think they got it right. I mean, you you could have made a, a case that Ivy could have been in the first team, but I'm I'm totally fine with the selections. Like yeah. I think they got it right. Like the guy that might be surprising people is Walker Kessler, but if you watch Utah, you would no, be surprised. He's he's been great. He played he's that well. He's he played that well to be on the first team. I'm I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Jabari Smith came on late during the year. He came on second half. Second half during the year. You could tell you that. Know. Coach, yeah. as the season went on, Jabari Smith started getting more and more confidence. Yep, that's when he started in the second, his second, the second half of the season. He started getting more and more confidence. He had a thirty-point game in uh, in Indiana, and he started putting up nothing but twenty-point double doubles, pretty much in the second half. Uh, uh, Eason has been great all year long since the first day up, since the first day he's been in the Rockets uniform. Definitely deserves. He has some good company too on the defensive side. We guys like Scottie Pippen and stuff like that, 80-plus rebounds, 40-plus steals this year. It's some good company. It's some good. It's some very good company. So. I'm telling you, Coach Coach, Hughes going to hook that team up, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you ain't live about that. Hey, you going to definitely get them. You going to definitely, uh, you gonna definitely uh, get, them, get them right. You guys definitely got something to work with. So we we all had no problem with that second, with those teams. That, that, that team was – that was perfect. That was a perfect prediction right there in the perfect spot that they all need to be at. So CP3 uh will not be playing game five. Uh do you think do you think that will make a difference in game five tonight? No. 
Okay. No, I mean, look, I'm sure they would like to have them, but but what they're doing now is they're basically making Booker the point guard. Booker's their main playmaker right now. And look, you've seen the last two games. We've both watched. If Denver's not, if, if Denver's going to continue to play this defense, they're going to lose. They're going to lose tonight too. You cannot, you cannot let both Durant and Booker go off. Like, I can understand well, Booker had 35 and Durant had 26. You're letting them both go off for 30 plus. And, and Booker, like I said, I still can't get over those shooting splits. 60, 50, and 90. That's insane, man. That's that's 2K numbers. God, golly. And then KD has made up his mind, like, I'm not shooting the three ball well. So now KD, every chance he gets, he's attacking the basket. Yeah. KD's shooting 12 to 15 free throws a game. Like, you've got to take – if you're Denver, you have to take away something. Yeah. And I'll say this. If, if Joker's got to score 45 or 50 points, that means that Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., and those other guys aren't doing their part. Denver's, yeah. at, Denver's at their best when that starting five is all in double figures. Because that, that's the whole point of saying they had an advantage. They're the more balanced team. And right now, they're in trouble against a two-man show. Yep. Well, Jeremy said he won't frame Vogel as the coach for the Detroit Pistons. Defensive mindset, not a bad option, not a bad option. You do got Nick Nurse right now, too. You do got Nick Nurse out there, too, as us as a part of the coaching tree. Go young. Well. Go young. What about a guy like Kevin Ollie? Uh, go young. Kevin Kevin Ollie can re- relate to young players. Kevin Ollie's a good young coach. Or or you know what? Go go for the home run shot. Try to get Jay Wright. Jay, try to get Jay Wright. See if you can uh uh make Jay Wright an offer he can't refuse. Like I think there are certain coaches who can relate to today, today's players really well. Jay Wright's one of them. I would love to see him coach again. I would love to see him coach again. No Great coach. Collegiate level or the NBA level, I think he'll be a, a solid head coach to have on the, on the squad. Uh, look, look, here we go. Look, look, look at Doug. Doug coming in the chat. That's why we need to get that Lakers. <laughs> did he, did he that say Lakers. that? <laughs> hey, I'm still with Doug. I'm still waiting on that series with Dez and, uh, versus Freddie in that series. I'm still oh, waiting. I, I want to see that. I oh, I want to see it. I'm going to be right there. <laughs> Coach, that's must-see. I want to see yeah. that call. Uh, so uh, we got um, previews of game five before we uh, end up get up out of here. We got previews of game two game fives tonight. Two game fives tonight. Got the 630 game, the Sixers and Celtics. Sixers and Celtics. We got the uh, Suns and the Nuggets. Both. Who wins Celtics? Who wins Sixers and Celtics? Who we got tonight? Who you pulling? Um, I think the Celtics will find a way. They they've got to play better. More importantly, they've got to find a way to execute late game situation. Although mm-hmm. my gut feeling is, if the Celtics come out strong tonight, this this might not be this game might not come down to a late game situation. It it really it really hinders on is James Harden going to be aggressive. Um, you and I said this. He doesn't have to score 40 every game. But if they can get a 25-point, 11-assist game for James, that's plenty for Philly because that means that Maxi and Tobias Harris, they're getting their opportunities. If they do their part, James don't got to score 40. He doesn't. 
But if, if, if he's breaking people down off the dribble, if he can hunt and they can get the switch and he can get Al Horford or he can get Malcolm Brogdon, like there's certain guys he's looking at and he knows I got him. If James can hunt and do what he wants, Boston's going to be in trouble. They If they can't slow down James Harden on that high pick and roll and he can get whatever switch he wants, because right now in Philly, J- James has controlled the pace of the game. Like I know everybody's looking at Embiid, but the guy that controls the game for Philly is James. If they can't slow James down or speed James up, Boston's in trouble. I, I think Boston wins tonight, but to me it really comes down to which James you get. Yep, yep. I got I'm along with you. Got Boston tonight as well. Um man, let's see. I mean, I know if James Harden struggle, expect a lot of shit come up with James Harden. Expect a lot of it. Expect a lot of it. I mean, it's playoffs. You know how fans are gonna be. You know how fans are gonna be. It's playoffs. Need Harden to step up, need Harden to step up. But again, Maxi and Harris haven't showed up yet in the series. They haven't showed up now. They haven't showed up yet in the series. So, again, it need to be a milk carton on both of those guys, Maxi and hundred percent. Um, and Tobias Harris, Tobias Harris. They need he need they need to show they need to show up on on actually a milk carton. Well, actually, you go back to the first two games. Tobias Harris was able was playing he did well. Play well. He played well the first two games outside of game three and game four. So he played well, Maxi. Hasn't played really well in the series. Overall, he hasn't played well in the series at, at all. Probably if you want to give him game one, you can give him game one. But outside of game one, Maxie hasn't played hasn't played well. Tobias Harris had a good two games in the series. One was a blowout because you ain't going to look at it because it's a blowout. But you go back and look at it. He was efficient from the field, and he had 16 points. It was just the game ended up in a blowout. First game, he had 18. He had 18 points first game in a in game one victory. So, Need Maxi to step up. Don't want to hear no excuses about it. he's 22. You can score 40 in the regular season game against Orlando. Orlando ain't in the playoffs. You gotta step your game up. You gotta step your game. You gotta step your game up. If Maxi plays it. well, if he does what he's supposed to do, that also takes pressure off James and Embiid. Yep. Like, yep. like they need Maxi to drop. We're not saying drop 40, but if they want, if he drops 25, then he's an efficient, aggressive 25. That's less for James. That's less energy that he and Embiid got to spend. They need Maxi to be aggressive. Yep, they gonna they gonna need Maxi to be aggressive. If Maxi being aggressive and being efficient from the field, then that gives the uh, Sixers a lot of opportunities. That gives them a busload of opportunities. That takes a lot of pressure off Harden. But it just seemed like every time Harden struggles, every time Harden struggles. You know, uh, they 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 basically lose the game if he struggles. They basically lose if he struggles. So it seems like Harden has to be on. He has to be on for them uh, to win to win it uh, win the game in this series. So again, uh, big game five tonight. I do. I mean, I'm with you. I got uh, the, the uh, Boston Celtics winning this game. I do got it going seven, and I do got Boston yeah, winning yeah. seven. So um, we got the Suns and the Nuggets. Who you taking tonight? Who you gambling on? So. Before the series started, you and I picked the the Nuggets to win because we just mm-hmm. thought they were the better team. You can make, you know, yep. it's the same concept with the Celtics. They're the deeper, better team. But it it's kind of fun seeing two great players make this interesting. Like it shouldn't be this interesting, but it's very interesting. I, I'll say this: I, we we don't change our picks, but the pressure is actually on Denver tonight. You, it, all the pressure is on Denver. 
Phoenix is coming in there um, with the momentum, but the pressure's on Denver. And I'll say this, the longer the game stays close, the scarier it gets for Denver. But I say, I say it all the time. The longer it stays close, the scarier it gets. Dip, uh, honestly, as a basketball fan, you want a great game. But if you're a Denver Nuggets fan, you're hoping for a blowout because you don't want it to be. You don't want it to. Have, you don't want to have to stop Katie and Booker in a one possession game. That's that's not in your favor. So I'm gonna go with the Nuggets tonight. But I, but my confidence in them winning, it's not that high. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going with Denver as well, but make a bold prediction. If Denver loses this game, we're not coming back to Denver for game seven. I'm going to say bold prediction. I'm that, gonna is, bold Coach, prediction. that is through the roof bold. I'm gonna, like, like, again, I still got the nuggets. I understand. But it's just a bold prediction. If they lose this game tonight against Kev, the, like I say, the two superstars been carrying Phoenix. You get you got beat by two players both times, right. both times each loss. Uh, yes, Kevin Durant was inefficient in Game Three, Game Three, but he still had thirty nine, and he still got to the free throw line off the line. Exactly. But again, if they lose this game tonight, a close ball game because if they lose, if, if Phoenix is going to win, I think it's going to be a close ball game. I think they edge it out by being for it being close. If Phoenix loses, it's a blowout. I think it, it, they're going to lose in blowout fashion. They're going to mm-hmm. actually lose in blowout fashion. But if Phoenix loses this game tonight, the series would not co- come back to Denver. It would if not come Phoenix back to lose this game tonight, Coach, our pick is going to be wrong. Our pick, if Denver lose. Right. Well, yeah, if Denver lose tonight, our pick is going to be wrong. Yes, our pick is going to be wrong. I think Denver, I think uh, Phoenix win is six. I think and, Phoenix beats Denver. And guess at six. what? I'll have to admit, I guess a two-man team can beat you. Mm-hmm. I, uh-huh. I, I, I guess a two-man. I guess a two-man team can beat you. Like, look, it this this might be the best game of the playoffs because there's so much pressure going on right now. Like, yep. I, last night was a great game. Don't get me wrong. Um, it was a great game. This might be the very best one because so much is at stake. Yep. Yep. You said uh, jury, jury said uh, Denver Nuggets mess around and lose this series, series right here. They, hey, if they lose tonight, I think they lose the series. I think they do lose it in six. I don't think he go go back to Denver. I actually don't think he will. Coach, I'll say mm-hmm. this. I, I don't think Mike Malone gets fired, but. That seat that, is that, warming up. That, that's is, warming is up. It? Yeah, they, they putting the charcoal under that seat. <laughs> yep, that, that's, warm, that's warming up. It's behind real, real slowly and for sure. If they, especially if they somehow cannot finish the series, that hot seat is just blowing it, up. It, it, and, and you know what? It also depends on how they lose. Like if you yep. if you lose at home uh, in a tight you know one possession game, that's just a great game and that could go either way. But if you go back to Phoenix and they blow the doors off you in Game Six, I, that seat might be hotter than expected. <laughs> he may be getting the early peak slip. Yeah, I, he, he, might, I, 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 it, he might. I hope he might be renting. I hope he's renting. Hope he's ready. Yeah, I hope he's getting ready for it. But like I say, other than that, we have a great, great morning show to, this morning. Always happy to come on here and talk uh, morning basketball to start the days off. So, uh, Mo, tell the guys, people, ladies and gentlemen, where they can follow you at. Uh, here at Sports Empire Network, I'll be dropping another episode of NBA Cypher later on today. And um, we'll see you guys tomorrow.
Definitely, definitely. Y'all know where y'all can find me at. No introduction uh, for me. Uh, so shout out to everybody that came through the chat. Appreciate y'all, man. So as for Coach Dante, as for Mo, uh, we see you guys later tonight. Probably do probably, I'm gonna do probably do one game because later I got the uh, Rockets podcast. I got the Rockets podcast at ten thirty, so I don't have to end up ending the stream and then ending the stream uh, during the time. So I'd rather just go ahead and do the Rockets podcast right after that at ten thirty. So uh, other than that, we'll see you guys in the morning show. That is early in the morning. Peace out, you guys.